Hey guys, welcome to episode one of The Youngins. I'm here with my older sister, Juliana. Hey guys. Uh, so, first off, I'd like to congratulate you on finishing junior year of college. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm happy to be done. Um, I think for this episode, we'll be talking about some of our favorite TV shows, some of our favorite sitcoms, uh, mostly focused on Friends in the Office. Um, so I just wanted to, you listen to the Office Ladies podcast, and I just want to know some fun things that you've heard from there. Yeah, so um, it's really interesting. It's a project they started this past year, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey. And, you know, each episode of their podcast, they dissect an episode of The Office. So, you know, they start at season one, episode one, and they go throughout the whole seasons. But I think they're only up to, like, the beginning of season three or something like oh, wow. that. Yeah, but it's uh, really cool. I've learned a lot of, you know, I, I already knew a lot about The Office and I knew fun facts. Um but it's given me an insight to the the process of creating the show and the process of the actors and how they came to be and their characters and such like that. Um, so it, it really is interesting. I think one of the most interesting things I've learned from there is that at the beginning, at its conception, um, there were only five uh, like main actors, actors who were actually signed on to the show. Oh, they're called reoccurring actors. Reoccurring. Reoccurring actors that they were for sure going to be on for the next show, and everyone else wasn't sure if they were going to be kept on for the next season, should it be picked up. Right. So for season one, of course, they, they didn't even know, you know, the creators of The Office, whether or not uh, a network would pick them up. And apparently, they had to wait a lot longer than most shows have to wait. Like, they, it was like a whole summer and then a couple months after that and I know Jenna had said on her podcast how how concerned they were how worried they were and they were basically convinced that they weren't going to be picked up they're like this is kind of a gutsy show you know it only lasted two seasons in the UK uh, we're not sure if people are gonna like the characters if they're gonna like the idea and so apparently at the season wrap of season one at the end of I believe it's just five episodes at the end of that um, apparently they all like gave gifts to each other and and had a little party because they didn't expect it they didn't expect to come back right. and they they've said that so many times throughout their podcast they were like we never expected to not only get picked up by a net network but have nine seasons and have it take off and be so successful um and so these reoccurring uh cast members it was kind of surprising you know it's the people you expect sometimes it's the St steve carell as mm -hmm. as michael jenna fisher for pam john krasinski as jim uh rain wilson as dwight and then the fifth one kind of surprised me and that one is bj novak um so he was a writer for the show but they also wrote a, a part on uh, onto the show for him and he's kind of this like new perspective um into the office you know he's this temp that comes in and he's kind of like observing this crazy you know yeah. workplace and um but i i was surprised because he definitely is not a main character and in my opinion he doesn't have a main storyline until what like, would you say like i would say corporate? late yeah until he gets hired by corporate really yeah when he gets the promotion over some other people and he goes to corporate um, makes the website. Makes the website. You know, his on and off with, with Kelly, which doesn't happen immediately. Um, and so, you know, I was just surprised to hear that he, they were the reoccurring cast. They were the main cast. Right. And anyone who was not the main cast, not only did they not know if they were going to be written into the show continuously, uh, but they weren't given many lines at all. At yeah. all. 
uh, because anyone who wasn't like salaried, they have to like pay out of pocket should you speak on uh, on screen. And so they even told them they're like, you guys can't ad lib. Don't say anything that we don't tell you to say. Like you're yeah. you're the background. And um, it was kind of funny, you know. It, it's come up all throughout their podcast. For example, like. Um, you know how they pass time you know they love playing solitaire or as yeah. they call it like free cell um and so they they would constantly talk about how oh in between scenes or these long scenes where they're sitting at their desk and they just have to be in the background of the scene for like five hours on end or whatever um they would constantly play minesweeper uh free cell and uh, jenna fisher had mentioned on their podcast how she had uh played solitaire like the first season and angela was like huh what how did you do that? We didn't have real computers. And she was like, oh, well, the main crew had computers. <laughs> and so I think it was this little point of contempt. But, I mean, of course, it's nothing but love there. Right. Um, but the people who were not main main characters, they just had these cardboard boxes or, you yeah. know, these computers that look like computers that absolutely did not work. And and so uh, they, they kept themselves busy in other ways, which I'm sure we'll right. get to. But... Uh, I don't know. Enlighten me. I know that I watch The Office a lot more than you do. The Office and Friends are both the top two, I would say, of our right. favorite sitcoms. However, I think it changes position. Mine might be Office and yours is Friends. Friends, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about, like, the backstage Friends stuff. I know that, you know, it was a very jokey cast. They joked around with each other a lot. I mean, you have to when you're in that kind of show, like, right. area. Um, but, I mean... They were all super close. It was most of their big breaks. You know, Jennifer mm -hmm. Aniston got huge. Um, even Matthew Perry. And, you know, I haven't seen much of Courtney Cox in movies or yeah, anything. I but I know David Schwimmer is in a lot. But I think mostly for Jennifer Aniston and Matthew Perry, that was like their huge breakout their role. Their big break, yeah. Um, I know that uh, the girl who plays Janice, I think, was originally um, was originally part of, like, the crew the original friends wow so i think she well she does have a relatively big role like yeah, at, at, for, she, for a side character she's yeah. very reoccurring so i think she's like the biggest out of the side characters but i mean she comes back probably every season whether yeah. it's with chandler or ross or right um you know <laughs> buying the house and then chandler and monica show up and, or giving birth right and, yeah, yeah and Phoebe, or uh rachel's there yeah so, um, I mean, I don't know a whole lot, you know, like, uh, you know, we were talking sitcoms, um, that 70s show, I think, ranks yeah. up there for both of us. Yeah, that's also a good Um, one. and I've actually, I actually know a lot more fun facts from watching, you know, YouTube videos and stuff about that 70s oh, wow. show. Um, like, you know, Wilmer Valderrama, who plays Fez, uh, he only once says the actual place, uh, you know, actual country where Fez is from, and in that scene, they dub over his um, <laughs> voice with, like, background stuff. Right. And so the audience doesn't know, but the characters are supposedly supposed to know. Right. So, um, it's That's still... That's crazy that they never tell us. Yeah, it's still a question mark. Um, you know, I've never actually finished that Sunday show. It's good. You should. I mean, okay, it's good up until, like, mid, mid of the show. I feel like the last two seasons, they could have done a better... Yeah. direction with it well I, that's actually when I and I didn't stop because I I disliked it I just at, you know you stop watching things right and you never go back to it and now when I do go back to it I'll watch you know the first couple seasons the ones that I'm familiar with and I can just have it on and kind of know what happens but I should finish it but I've actually you, you know you're not the first person that I've heard say that that um you know the last couple seasons aren't like their favorite out yeah. of all of them I definitely think the earlier seasons I think they did a better job with character development I think, you know, the jokes were funnier, and the overall storyline they had for, like, each episode 
was just amazing. Now, if you had to choose between, say, say Friends only had one season. Okay. And you had to choose between Champions or Friends, which one would you choose? Champions is another sitcom. Yes, um, Champions is... Only one season, yes. unfortunately. I know. Um, it's just... It was canceled prematurely. Yeah. Uh, so the it's, it's great. It's really, really cute. It's heartwarming. And it's about this uh, son who goes to New York and lives with his father, who he did not know when he was growing up. Like, he grew up uh, with a single mom. Um, but who then, actually is Mindy Kaling. Who is Mindy Kaling. And she also she wrote that show, and she plays a small role in that show. Um and uh, it really is it's super cute it's witty it's fast um but unfortunately it was only one season because the the main character the boy uh who in the show is very flamboyantly gay and confident and prideful stuff like that um he uh after i'm at some point after i'm not sure how long after the wrap of season one actually transitioned into being a girl and so now she i'm not sure if she didn't want to keep going with the yeah, show i feel like they or... could have written her in but yeah, i mean I agree. it might have just been they didn't want to keep doing it yeah either it could have been funding it could have been they didn't want to take it in that direction right. it could have been you know you go from one season you come back the next season and she's a she yeah. and um i'm not sure if they thought that it was going to be like a smooth transition i'm not sure but either way even for just one season it's super cute and it doesn't leave on a note where you're like, what happens next? Yeah. It just show like, it is clear that they probably planned on having more seasons, but it doesn't feel super incomplete. It's right. just, like, in my mind, a super short show. Right. Um, okay, so one season of Friends or what? One season of, so you have one season of Friends. Would okay. you watch that over and over or Champions over and over? Well, here's my thing. The first season of Friends is not my favorite season. I think to really appreciate Friends and like Friends, it has to be that growth of the friendships right. and how they all, you know, at the beginning, Rachel's super annoying and Ross is super dopey and yeah. Monica, you know, and Phoebe, you know, Phoebe's kooky throughout the whole thing, but she's like real weird yeah. in the first season. And it's nice. It, it, the, I appreciate so much the, the, the character arcs of all of them and how they come together and how they stay together and how they go through different relationships. And now if I was able to choose any season of friends um i don't know it's hard for me to imagine just because i feel like you need all that knowledge yeah. and you need all of that history um but between shows even if it was short i think i probably would still choose friends yeah just because of i love the aesthetic you know it was made in the 90s it's in new york it's you know there's just these group of people going through life and i feel like you could definitely rewatch that more maybe than champions you know even though i've gone through champions i mean yeah you've seen champions a lot <laughs> yes it's the one season but i've definitely i've blown through it like five or six times but i think that for nostalgia's sake i would probably still choose friends how um, about you i mean i I'd, I'd probably choose friends yeah still but i mean like you were saying first season of friends it wasn't the best it's like the office like the first yeah. season of the office was not the best no it was not it you know like you said they didn't know if they were going to get picked up by a network and so they were just kind of doing all the things that they could and even i feel like in the later seasons of the office it's better just not only because it's better overall but it's better because they have so many more in-depth characters and i feel like yeah. at the beginning of the office just to have those, you know, five characters that are actually have lines just wasn't the same as later in the series. No, absolutely not. So I'd probably still choose Friends. Um, the, I'd probably choose that 70s show over Champions or possibly New Girl, maybe. I might choose Champions over 70s show. 
Um, and I definitely would not choose seventies show over New Girl. Well, New, New Girl's a high. Okay, yeah, movie. that's New Girl is very good. Um, you know, I actually haven't seen her in a lot of other things. Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, I haven't seen her in a lot of things. She. I know she was popular for like a big other thing. Um, because her blanking. sister's Bones. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. Bones. Yeah. Um, um, what's her name? Em- Emily? Uh, Emily. Emily Deschanel. Em- Emily. But let me see. What and else I know in. I know Jack Johnson who plays mm-hmm. uh, Nick, oh, <laughs> Nick and Schmidt. Oh, the bromance. Yes, we love. But them. Uh, Jack Johnson's in a lot of movies. He does a lot of rom coms. Mm-hmm. Um, he does you know the movie with uh, Anna Kendrick and uh, a. Olivia Munn, I want to say, Drinking Buddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's a cute rom-com movie. But, um, you know, I've only seen Schmidt in one other movie, and he had a minor role, and he was playing a marketing character. Yeah. Which is funny. Was that uh, What what Men Want? Yeah, he's in I that think as well. so, yeah. yeah. Well, I also think I've seen him in another movie, and I'm blanking on that. But Zoe Deschanel is known for Elf. Uh, she's in uh, Failure to Launch, which was a cute rom-com, Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, 500 Days of Summer. It also says she was in Bridge Terabithia. Really? Which I've seen, but not enough to I've only recount. seen that once, but I think, I, it was years and years ago. I was going to say, I think ago. I've only seen it once or twice, and it had to have been when I was much, much younger. So right. I, I can't place her. She could have been very well. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. And it also says she has a part in Trolls. And I'm sure yeah. lots of other stuff. I'm just not going to I mean, she's a good it. singer, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, no, she is. Uh, but, yeah, I, I feel like... I don't think, you know, because, like, with Friends, a lot of them, you know, got their huge break with that because it was such a... And New Girl was a, is a fantastic sitcom, but I don't think it was that big to where no, they would yeah. get huge, big breaks. Like, I haven't seen, you know, the guy who... I don't even know who plays Winston. I haven't seen him in anything. Yeah. Um, Lamorne Morris. That's him? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen, you know, Coach, Cece. Right. You know, I, I haven't seen I think any of maybe them. for Schmidt it got him out there. Uh, because I didn't see him in anything before right. uh, New Girl, and I've seen him in, like, two, three, four things after New Girl. Um, so that might have been good for him. And to be fair, I mean, he basically carried, not carried that show. Oh, they they right. all are great. But, like, he he, his, he brought together Winston and Nick. I yeah. Mean, well, not only just the character-wise, like, because that's just the character of Schmidt, but, like, his acting-wise. Like, oh, yeah. his, his reactions, his facial expressions, his tones of voice, he, he has quite a range. And I'm hoping that that was... Um, you know, shown um, to other people in, when he did his performance of Schmidt. I'm trying to see right now. He's oh, The Big Short, which was about the I housing. Seen that. Yeah, I, it's about the 2008 uh, housing crisis. He's in that. Um, it says Ice Age, but I'm sure we wouldn't like recognize yeah, the right. name. Um, you know, I I never knew that Ed Helms, um, who plays Andy in The Office, I never knew that he was in The Lorax. Oh, he, he I didn't played, know that. He played the voice of. I'm I'm pretty sure it was the onceler, the, oh, really? the guy that comes in and makes yeah, yeah, all the yeah. sweaters. <laughs> makes all the sweaters. Um, but uh, I just I, forgot what I was gonna say. No, I'm completely distracted because it says that Schmidt was a reoccurring, or his name being Max Greenfield, yep. was a reoccurring part on Castle. Really? And I'm trying to find out what it was. Yeah, because it says he was on Castle from 2010 to 15. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah, and I'm sure it was just, like, here and there. You know, he popped up in this episode or that episode, but I'm right. just trying to figure out Man, which Castle, ones. that's a throwback. Right? That was such a good show, and then they uh, ruined... Nathan Fillion. Oh, yes, and then they made the books that actually were about what he was writing. Mm-hmm. That was so cool. Yeah. 
kind of intertwined well. But to get back to first seasons. Right. So the first season of The Office, it's kind of interesting. In the Office Ladies podcast, they kind of dove into how they set up the uh, episodes. And the different writers uh, all got in a room and they threw out ideas. They were like, okay, one should be about um, this. And they set up the, you know, the idea of whatever it is. I think Office Olympics is in the second season. Yeah. But Diversity Day, blah, 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 stuff like this. And I honestly don't know the first season super well just because I don't rewatch that one a right. lot. But um, there were only about five episodes, I believe. And they all threw out these ideas of, um, okay, what are we going to do for our first season? We're going to have this episode, this episode, this episode. And regardless of whether or not it was your idea that you had come up with, like, oh, I came up with the idea of Diversity Day. Then the director took all of the ideas and then handed out each episode to one mm. episode to a writer, which was kind of interesting. And I forget who was... Like, um, they always have these special guests come onto their podcast, you know, um, so it'll be the director or the writer or the producer, or they had their props manager on at one point and, um, you know, have co-stars Rain Wilson on yeah. at some point. And it's really interesting, but this one episode they had one of the writers on and he said that he was really bummed because he didn't get, um, the episode that he, uh, came up with, uh, which I believe was the first Christmas episode, the okay. Yankee Swap maybe. Yeah. Um, and he was like, oh, I'm, I'm super bummed because I, I, I came up with that idea and I didn't get to write it. That yeah. wasn't given to me. But either way, they just had to like make the best of, of what they were given. And it was kind of just like a test, I guess, to see the writers' different styles. And um, during each podcast, you know, they'll start with, okay, this is you know, the Office Olympics written by, and it's really interesting to see who wrote each one because you can kind of pick out similarities in themes or similarities in jokes or kind of what they focus on. Right. And there were some um, characters that if it, if it was a big Pim, uh, Jim and Pam episode, they would have Mindy Kaling write it. Oh, if it okay. was a big um, Michael being like, obnoxious episode they would write uh, they would have bj novick write it um and so as we know Polly ristine bj novak mindy kaling these were all writers that were also people who had uh parts on the show being toby kelly and uh ryan and that is why they're all kind of sequestered you know they talk yeah. about how um you know toby's back there because obviously human resources and that's actually another interesting story because toby uh, or Paul Lieberstein, he started off as a writer, and Mindy and B.J. Novak both had, um, you know, slight experience in acting, but they wanted to mainly be writers for the show. Paul Lieberstein had absolutely zero, um, you know, background in acting, and not only that, but he didn't want to be on, yeah. uh, on camera, but they had him read this one line. They were like, please, we just need someone to read this line to Michael, and they loved the dynamic between, him, uh, between the two. Um, Paul just kind of gave the line like kind of flat yeah. and, and plain and just very monotone and he's just you know he's not an actor and they loved it and so then essentially they made the character Toby around that and uh, but apparently it was really cute they said that he was super shy to be on camera and stuff like that <laughs> uh, which I'm sure we can all you know understand except right. for these actors who are there to act yeah but it's interesting because those are the people who are in the annex you know Mindy Kaling she's uh, or Kelly rather she's supposed to be um, what is it Customer, customer relations, customer or relations, something. customer service, and people would write into the show, I guess, and ask uh, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey and be like, "Oh, well, Meredith Palmer is customer relations as well. Why isn't Kelly sitting out there with her?" And they kind of came up with this backstory that was never really talked about, but something that they used to kind of make sense of it in their character minds, I guess. And apparently, the story was Meredith always. 
um, you know, complained that uh, Kelly would uh, speak way too loudly <laughs> and way too much in the morning. And, uh, you know, I'm assuming because Meredith, you know, was a little hungover. Right. <laughs> and, um, and so they said that she just talked too much and she would annoy Meredith way too much. So they stuck her back in the annex. In reality, and then for Ryan, of course, um, you know, he was put in the closet or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but when in reality, they were actually just writers and they needed to... Um, they just needed time to write. You know, yeah. The director at one point was like, you guys need to stop taking my writers as actors because they then, for the people who are in these main office scenes, let's say it's a small exchange between Dwight and Michael, for example, and just through the window even, it would be something as small as that where everyone has to be sitting at their desk. Yeah. Um, you know, that can take five, six hours, however long it takes. And so those people, you know, Stanley, Phyllis, whoever is there in the background who's not speaking that scene just have to to sit at their desk and that's why they loved free sale and solitaire yeah. and, and, and and minesweeper because they had lots of time to be on their computer um but uh they were like no we can't have our writers just sit and sit for six hours like they could be working on the show they yeah. could be writing and so it's kind of interesting because i never in my mind watching the show as as the audience you never question you're like why is mindy back there at least yeah. i didn't um and same thing for for toby but it's really interesting because there's a hundred percent of a very understandable reason for that they were all writers on the show which yeah. is kind of cool see like you know the office i feel like the office definitely was more well i feel like it was it, it definitely was more you know monumental for the way they filmed it and stuff than friends was but um and i think well, it's friends cool. was pretty groundbreaking at the time too for different reasons of course yeah. but and i think it's cool that they had writers in their show mm -hmm. and like i don't think any of the friends cast wrote any episodes no. but i know matt leblanc um recently a couple years ago came out with his own sitcom oh really and he starred in it and wrote it wow um and i, I haven't i haven't seen any episodes but it's about him and like some other like two other guys or like another guy and he's like in la and he's tutoring this guy on how to make it as a like a screenplay writer or something that's pretty cool and i didn't I, know that i didn't see any of it but i've also heard that um uh steve grell obviously mm, yes. he's, he's coming out with a new oh, yeah yeah uh, it's called space force um uh, making fun of you know the space force that is in established currently right um but there's also i i saw this article and i was like you know, what we need to know for the 2021 Office reunion. And I didn't know if they were making a whole nother season or... I I don't know, because I remember with the Friends reunion, I got so excited. Do and you remember that? Yeah, and, and it, it was just, like, them in an interview. Yeah, it was just them sitting up on the, like, on the stage, and it was a tribute to their director, which yeah. I totally get. That's totally fine. But I feel like the way it was marketed was like, oh, it's this big It's going to be an episode of the characters, not of the... Yeah, Actors. exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, it's the Friends reunion. They're going to come out with an episode or something. Or they said the reunion special. Yeah. And I was like, that's so cool. It's going to be like them in the future. And it's going to be, you know, this and that. And it just wasn't. So I feel like I don't want to get my hopes up too high. Right. However, time-wise, like, because the gap between when Friends wrapped and the reunion was much longer than when The Office wrapped and if something were to come out soon. Right. So, like, age-wise and, like, actor-wise and for them to fit their characters still, if that makes sense, Well, I feel like it would still, it would be a little more accurate. Yeah. Easier to do, maybe. I, I feel, I also feel like um, it would be cool, like, I had an idea of, like, you know, um, Monica and Chandler's 
uh, kids, you know, mm-hmm. would be in there, like, played as, like, you know, 20-year-olds. Right. And uh, Matt LeBlanc would be, I don't know, like, dead from some STD <laughs> or... Um, or alive and married. <laughs> right, yeah, but I just... Or together with Phoebe. Right, I, mean, I know, I know. Um, but, yeah, I agree, they could have done something. Yeah, but I, I think it would have been easier to make a, a whole, like, not a season, but, like, an episode, like a 40-minute episode, um, to, and do it like a reunion of them in the future. Yeah. I feel like that's easier to do than The Office, just like you said, because of age and time difference. Yeah. Something that is uh, notable that some people talk about is it's hard to do a reunion at, like, okay, so let's pretend that the Friends did... Um, a 40-minute reunion episode. So the plot of the episode would have to be something. It's not just, it can't be 40 minutes of, oh, hey, you know? And so there is some plot, but that plot can't raise too many questions, and it all has to be tied up by the end of that episode and not feel like you're not leaving the audience wanting. Yeah. Um, If by the end of the 40-minute episodes they're like, and you also not in the sense you can't make it too good, but you kind of can't make it too good because yeah. then if there's such this good dynamic still, even with it being aged and even with them being older, then people would want more of it. Right. And um, I'm not sure the the characters would sign on or or, or want to do that. Um, so I'm to be honest, it, I feel like it'd be so much harder to write like a reunion episode than it would to be to write a regular yeah, a re- episode. A virtual, yeah. Because um, I'm not sure what that plot would be like. What episode would you watch with the plot where you would feel satisfied after well, it mean, wrapped? I feel like every sitcom has like those filler episodes where it's just like a little side story to have fun. Yeah. Like, you know, in in my favorite Friends episode where they have the little game to get the apartment. Right. That's kind of like a side story to, to distract you from the whole big story of that episode, which is Phoebe with the embryos. Right, right. So I feel like you could do a whole reunion episode of them doing just like this little side thing like a little side story right but what's the side story distracting you from well nothing it's just not getting you too involved no i get that and you don't want to be too involved like i said because it'll wrap but then in my mind i'm like so what do they do like what's like it's it's like the it's the first time you see the friends cast since they they wrapped the final season and you know ross and rachel are together they they have emma uh and then uh you know monica and chandler and they have whatever they're Twins? Triplets? Twins? Triplets. Triplets. It's triplets. It's three of them. It's three of them? Because the hospital's like, did you know? Do they know? Oh, no, it's twins. It's twins. Did Phoebe have triplets? Phoebe had triplets. Uh, Monica and Chandler had twins because uh, Ross is like, did the hospital know you took two? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So. Um, and so they have their children, and if it was, like, late 90s, well, I actually think Friends wrapped, like, 99. 2003. 2003, wow, I did not know that. So, 2003, so what, that's 17 years. Mm -hmm. So, if we're going based on that timeline, you know, all the children are gonna be, like, graduating high school. Right. And so, okay, go off the cover, like, the, it's... It's the graduation parties for the children. Could do a Zoom, <laughs> a well, Zoom okay. graduation they're, party. They're not in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're focused on our life right now. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's interesting, and I know there's no like right answer. It's just Did you it's break my keyboard. Interesting to think about. No, mm. I actually didn't. Yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyways, <laughs> um. But a big debate that goes on, and I know Friends is your favorite. Office yeah. is my favorite. They are both top two for us. But a, a big debate that goes on with lots of people, whether they like sitcoms or not, um, I found is which is better, which is Friends. funnier. Wh- 
Okay, but no, 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 it's better. No, 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 but it's better. Right, but (laughs) subjective. But but some people have actually tried to like dissect it and take like scientific like on a scale of like laughs or something. Yeah, a scale of laughs, the number of jokes per minute, the um, you know, and you know, Friends is at a bit of a disadvantage just because of they have the laugh track. Yeah, the canned laughter, and um, you know, I feel like uh, sorry, but I feel like you can't. Compare because they're both different in humor wise. Because you know each character has their own sense of humor. Like Michael, he's very you know just out there and weird, and he has his little skits and different characters. Right. And then you you go to Chandler. It kind of reminds me of Phoebe in that sense. Yeah, and then you go to Chandler, and he's very witty and sarcastic, kind of like Jim. And then a little bit. I mean, Jim's yeah, pretty sarcastic. Yeah, no, he is. He is. But I feel like each character. So you can't really compare the two because I feel like they're so different. Well, well, they are different, but that's that's the thing. People are like, which is technically better? Which is this and that? And um, obviously, it's gonna boil down to whichever one you just prefer to watch. Right. Um, but as far as like jokes per episode, uh, you know, if the most bang for your buck, if that's how you want to measure how funny something is, I know that after that video study and taking averages, it was something like The Office has like 2.2 times more jokes or something than The Friends. Like, once again, uh, you know, uh, I think they said something like a fourth of a Friends episode is canned laughter, which is crazy. But also, you know, it was a staple of the time. I remember the first time I saw a Friends episode was when I came home from school and Victoria was already home. Victoria's our older sister. And I was like, what? Victoria stayed home from school and she was in mom's bed and she was watching this show I had never seen. And I was like, you didn't tell me, um, like, she got to stay home. And she was like, no, I'm sick. And, and she was sick. And she was like, but I've been in bed all day. And I'm almost done with the first season of this uh, of this show I just started watching. I was like, oh, well, what is it? She's like, well, it's Friends. So the first episode I watched, and I remember exactly what episode it is. It was not the first episode, obviously, because I just picked up where she right. was. And I just kind of climbed in bed with her. And it was um, the one where... Now I'm going to blank. The one where uh, Ross kisses Chandler's mom. Oh, wow. Um, and I honestly think that might be second. Like, she had blown through it. Yeah. It could have been first season. It might have been second. It couldn't have been anything it after that. Second. Because she she didn't, you know, she started that day. And so I just remember it being funny. And I, I, I liked the characters off the bat. But the one thing I was like, Victoria, does that not bother you? The can laughter. Because I honestly, I just couldn't stand it. And it's so, I feel like when you're not used to watching a show like that, it just sticks out yeah like a sore thumb like um like any nickelodeon show no. you know what i mean I, I mean i feel like it doesn't have its place in kid tv shows though i feel like it's a past thing yeah um but yeah i, I know what you're saying and like i when i first saw like friends i thought the canned laughter was like oh wow like they have the person in the audience to tell the people when to laugh right and nope. <laughs> no, that's not how that works at all i mean I know some episodes of Friends were filmed in front of a studio. Yes, like a studio and people audience. were there to pay to see them. Yeah, like absolutely. It, like Broadway. And like honestly, a play. Had, it, had I been inter- invested, like alive and and old enough, and oh, I would have gone and knew. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but like after watching that, and then you move to that '70s show where they also have canned laughter, you get used to it after a while. No, exactly. And it definitely has its place in the show. Like I saw a video of like what Friends would sound like without any canned laughter, <laughs> and it's like they tell a joke, and then it's like a couple seconds of silence and then they move on with their day right well of course if it was without the canned laughter they wouldn't leave those right but it's just so funny (laughs) no one talks like that (laughs) right like you tell a joke and then you just stand there and then you're like oh okay so what are we gonna do now right 
Well, I mean, kind of a fun story, a fun side note, which I know you know, but we'll say it for our quote-unquote listeners, uh, <laughs> is when we went, so our father actually is friends with the producer of, they, they went to high school together, the producer of uh, iCarly and Victorious. So at one point when we were visiting LA and doing, you know, lots of touristy things, uh, we were able to go on set uh, of iCarly. We met some of the cast, which was super cool. Everyone was really nice. The The set was really interesting. And, um, you know, we weren't like the biggest iCarly fans mm-hmm. um, because honestly, we weren't allowed to watch Nickelodeon that much. Um, but it was still really interesting to see. And we got to see them film. I think it was like their second to last episode, yeah. uh, which was really cool. And so we, we were watching them film and I had just never... I guess thought of what they do, you know, it's, you know, there are some situations where you just don't think of it until you observe it. And then you're like, Oh yeah, I guess that's how they would do that. Yeah. But they would read their lines, you know, they're, uh, they're filming. And so they'd be like, all right, action. And then they would walk and then someone would say a joke and there would be a woman holding the script off stage, uh, who would just go, sometimes she would say, laugh, laugh. Or sometimes she would like actually pretend laugh and be like, ha 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 ha, <laughs> just, just to break it up and give the actors some point of reference. And obviously they don't use her audio. Right. They don't use that as, you know, what goes into the show. Right. But it's for the, the actors to time it right. It's for the editors to then go in and put the canned laughter in. And I just thought it was the funniest kind of honest thing ever. I would not ever. be able to handle that. Like, if I was doing a production at my school and there was canned laughter right. and my director just goes, laugh, laugh, I'd be like, all right, I can't do this yeah, anymore. You can't like, get strike. <laughs> and it was crazy because they did. They would just, it, for a canned laughter too, like you said, no one talks like that. If yeah. you take a friend scene and take out the canned laughter, it'll be like... Uh, joke, joke, and then they'll just go... And they'll stare at each other. Yeah. Because it's not like you can just relax and while the canned laughter goes and be out of character. So it was so funny because they would just, like, say a line and then she'd be like, ha, 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 and the, char- <laughs> and the characters in the scene would just stand there and, like, look at each other as if they were frozen and then continue. Yeah. Super weird. And honestly, props to them. I, I honestly probably could not do that. Yeah. Uh, but it was kind of funny. Yeah, I, I don't really remember much of that trip, but I know it was super cool. I remember taking that picture we have of us on set. Yeah. And I remember getting the autographs of them. Yeah. But uh, I don't remember much of that, but I, I know that was super cool. I remember trying to be like, you know, we, we were raised to be very, like, out of the way and, like, you know quiet mm-hmm. and and I remember feeling really bad because mom at one point mentioned like um she was like it seems like you guys aren't interested like this is a really cool experience and it doesn't seem that you guys are enjoying it right but I remember just feeling so out of place like I don't know how to act around like TV Famous stars <laughs> or uh, yeah right or, and- or on set like I didn't know where to stand or be or questions I could ask or when I was allowed to talk and I just sat there and I didn't say anything I don't think it hit me till the last couple of years like that show is huge, yeah, and those people, people were famous, Yeah, and we met them, Yeah, and I was like, wow. At, that, at the time, I was just like, oh, hey, can I get your autograph? Like, cool show. Yeah. But now I'm th- now that I think about it nowadays, I'm like, like, they were, that was a huge show. People loved them, and, yeah. it, you know, they were famous. It, and- it's funny, because it'll come up, like, <laughs> just in conversation, someone was like, oh, and Gibby from my Carly, I love him. I was like, oh, I've actually met Gibby. And they were like, what? Oh my God, like, yes. And Gibby and Gibby and Gibby's younger brother, who is actually his younger brother in real life, they were both there because they were in that episode. And it was, I don't know if anyone is fans of iCarly or whatever, yeah. but it was the episode where uh, the box falls down the stairs. And I remember that was pretty much 
the majority we were on set for probably a couple hours like two or three hours really i, I, thought, I, I didn't think, so. think it was that long well we spent like 30 minutes we walked through all the different rooms which was super cool oh yeah we i saw remember like that. i carly's room i remember the you know the gummy bear chandelier which no is not real gummy bears uh <laughs> was super cool to look at um and we walked through the different you know there's a smoothie cafe stuff like that which actually at the time was turned into a different thing it was like the arcade yeah because you know they use these things for they can't just have multiple rooms, you right. know? And so, but the main part is their, you know, their living space, their living room with the, the stairs going up to where they film. Well, in this episode, supposedly, uh, Gibby's little, little brother is in a cardboard box and falls down the stairs. Um, but obviously in reality, the boy is not going to be in the box. <laughs> and it was honestly this crazy, like, metric system. Of, well, that's not the right term because I don't know the technical mm, term. Right. But it was this crazy system that they had to come up with of weights and pulleys. And I swear, like, 45 minutes of us being there, may, maybe more, maybe an hour or more, I don't know, um, was them figuring out this, like, three seconds of the box falling down the stairs because the weights had to be right and the box had to land right. And then they'd be like, okay, pause. And then they'd take the weights out of this little, like, contraption out and then they would put the little boy in yeah. and then he would pop out and be like, I'm fine. And then they would do that all over again. And it was crazy. It was so in-depth. And I remember going back because I actually, so I have these two roommates, Jenny and Sarah, and it just came up randomly one day. I was like, oh, yeah, I've met the cast of iCarly. And they're like, what? They're like, Juliana, we've known you for, like, three years. You've never said that? I was like, I don't know. I just, like, it's not, I don't meet you and shake yeah. your hand. And I'm like, by the way, I've met the cast of iCarly. <laughs> it just sometimes comes to mind. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that is something that happened. That's really cool. And they were really into that because I guess uh, Sarah, as a child, really liked iCarly. And they're like, well, what episode? That's so cool. And Sarah's like, we have to watch the episode that you watched get filmed. So that was the first time I had actually seen the full episode that we had watched while we were on set. And uh, it was so crazy. I had to pause it at the box scene because I was just like, you guys have no idea what went into yeah. that, like, two and a half seconds. Yeah. We were, uh, during one of our theater productions, we had, we had like, two shows uh, in the same day. And so we had, like, an hour or two in between. And so me and my friend Tyler Mordarski, we went to uh, Chick-fil-A. And while we were driving there, he was like, you know what show I saw recently that I haven't seen in a while? I was like, huh. He's like, I Carly. I was like, oh, dude, yeah, that's cool. I, I met them, actually. And he's like, Stop lying. Like, don't lie to me. Like, no, you didn't. That that's There's no way that happened. I was like, no, I did. I swear. Like, my dad, he knows the producer. We went there. We met them. And he was like, no, prove it. Prove it. I'm like, I would if I had the autograph or the script or something. He's like, all right, bring them tomorrow. I still have, to this day, have not shown him the proof yet. And he still doesn't believe me. That's funny. Well, that's the thing. I want to find the script, the lanyard. I still we, have them. Yeah, I, I was going to say, there's a lanyard somewhere that I yeah. have and, like, a script. We were given the script of the episode we saw and... I you had mentioned a photo we took on set, and I actually don't know that photo. I have a photo. It's super blurry. It's a terrible picture. Is it of picture. all of us? No, it's of them being on set. It's oh, a... got you, got you, got you. Well, that's the thing. I, I I remember being so uncomfortable, and that's probably where my mom got the idea. Yeah. You know, where she was like, are you guys even enjoying this? You right. know, lighten up or something. But I just felt so uncomfortable. I didn't know what I was allowed to do or what was okay. And, and, and um, like, they're... That's how we were supposed like yeah. we're supposed to be quiet and be in the corner and stay out of the way. Like that's how we were raised. Exactly. And so I was like and then looking back on that I felt so bad. I'm I'm hoping not that you know, Miranda Crosgove, you know, remembers, remembers us. us or that one person. Right. And they were like, you know, they just seem super uninterested. Right. You know, I I don't think that that's the case. But I would hate if they were like 
you know, you would expect any guest to come on that set to be like, wow, this is so cool. It's so nice to meet you. And I feel like that was not us. I feel like I we feel were like just we, too young at that point. Yeah, though, we were pretty young. To realize what was happening. And to be like, hey, wow, cool. Or and, like be that outspoken, like just to go up to this famous person and yeah. be like, hey, this is so cool. Like, nice to meet tell me you some fun stuff. facts. I or, remember, uh, what's his face? Nathan Cress. He <laughs> was probably like the nicest, the funniest out of all of them. And he was super cool. And he made us feel like a lot better. Just in the sense that like, I don't know. I'm not going to say that some people were cold, but some, you know, they're there to do a job and I'm sure they know, they're very used to people coming fans on set and, and and fans, but some actors seemed a little more over it than right. others. But Nathan Cress was super cool and he was just like, "Hey guys, what's up? Like are you having fun? Like um ha come watch us, you know, film. It's going right. to be cool." And so that was really really cool, but yeah. I feel bad like I hope that we didn't give off this vibe of like, "Oh, we don't care." Yeah. Like no, I just I I barely remember that day like I said. I think I was just too young to realize what was I was going to say, we were pretty young, um, yeah. but yeah, it was crazy. I know that we've gotten off topic from our normal sitcoms, right. but <laughs> it was just so funny because I guess you don't hear canned laughter and you don't imagine a woman going off stage and being like, laugh, laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it was just kind of funny. Uh, but we are going to take a um, how well do you know friends quiz um, to test our knowledge. I think that I've taken probably every single how well do you know the office quiz possible out there? Uh, just because I genuinely like to see how crazy well I know it. I think you're addicted to the office. A little bit, a little <laughs> bit. I know people like compare numbers. They're like, oh, I've seen the office four times. Oh, really? Well, I've seen it seven times. Well, genuinely, in a not bragging, like I never bring it up in conversation because of that reason. Because I feel like people just make up numbers. But considering this is the first episode of a podcast that I'm not sure how many people will listen to. Uh, which not very many, I'm sure. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you guys, I've probably seen The Office 14 times Jesus all Christ. the way through, maybe more. I'm not sure. I mean, I've seen New Girl like six times through. Yeah, New I've Girl's seen, a big one. I've seen Friends probably 10 times through. See, that's the thing. Friends, I used to be like really into watching it over and over, but I think I only saw it like three or four times through. Oh, like no, I, start to finish. So, like, Friends is definitely the episode, I've, uh, or not the episode, the series I've watched the most. It's your office. Yes. So I've seen it 10, and then New Girl's probably second. I've seen it six. That 70s show, actually, Champions, I've only seen once with yeah, you. Yeah. New, uh, that 70s show, I've actually seen four, three or four times. Wow. Yeah. I think that, so as we have said before, this, that 70s show, I've never seen all the way through. Um, so I don't know if I can right. count that, but if we count the time that I saw most of the seasons, I've only seen it once, and I've rewatched some of the episodes maybe two or three times. Uh, like some of the earlier episodes, but just handfuls here and there. So I really don't think that counts. Yeah. The Office is definitely the most. It's 14 or more. I started, I kept track for a while, and I honestly just lost track. I, I don't know. But it's 14-ish. And then Friend, New Girl's probably after that. Probably similar to you, like six, maybe yeah. seven, I'm not sure. Um, and then Friends would be after, no, Champions actually would be after that. But it's so easy. Cause yeah, because it, it's, it's one, one season. season. And it, I genuinely found it this past year, and in the past couple months I've seen it like five or six times through <laughs> just because it's so like it's when so i easy. when i decide to pick it up again it'll only take like two or three days to get through right and then i'll be like oh that was fun and then you know a couple weeks later i'm like i'll watch champions and yeah. then i'll be like that was fun so i know that that's kind of a cheat but that's probably up there with new girl being like six or seven times and then friends would have to be after that being like probably four times start to finish maybe yeah yeah all right let's do it which of the following is Ross not allergic to? Lobster, bananas, kiwi, or peanuts? I don't know this. I don't know. Do you know I this? don't even know this. Uh, I'm going to go with He's peanuts. He's allergic to lobster. 
I, I'm gonna go with bananas. Okay, go with bananas. I trust you. Yeah, yeah. nice. He's allergic to peanuts. He Ross's food allergies are revealed in season two after she ha he has an allergic reaction to Monica's kiwi lime pie. Ah. Right. Okay. Right, but where did the peanuts come from? Eh, it doesn't nah, matter. <laughs> what is Monica's biggest pet peeve? Oh, <laughs> animals dressed as humans. Yep. Dirty dishes in the sink. When Chandler gets home late, cracking knuckles. Animals, animals dressed, dressed as, as humans. humans. That's in Nicholas's favorite episode. Yeah. Ross's bald girlfriend was named <laughs> Beth, Veronica, Vanessa, Bonnie. Bonnie, Bonnie right? Yeah. yeah. What's in Monica's locked closet? Candy and chocolate, skeletons, cleaning equipment, a whole bunch of junk. That's a, a whole, whole bunch, bunch of junk. junk. What famous person does Phoebe think is her grandfather? Cary Grant, Albert Einstein, Dwight D. Eisenhower, Robert Redford. Albert, Albert Einstein, Einstein, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Which friend has a tattoo? Rachel, Monica, Phoebe, or Ross? Rachel. Uh, well, Rachel has a... Yeah, I was thinking of the tape of Phoebe's sister, and they're like, the tattoo? So I was going to oh. say Phoebe, but it is Rachel. She yeah, got, it is Rachel. She got the heart. Yeah. Who said, could I be wearing any more clothes? That's Joey. <laughs> yeah. Monica, Gunther, Chandler. It's Joey. Joey. Yeah. When he's mimicking Chandler. Chandler. Yeah. That's also a really interesting episode. That was the episode where they're all trying to get ready for uh, Ross's gala. And everything takes place in that one, in that in the one, one set. In the one set in, in the in the apartment and they had to do I think they said three or four of those episodes and I don't know what the other ones are yeah. um, but it, it's really cool well one of them is, I do know one of them is the lockdown like the blackout oh yeah and I that, remember that one and that was when back when they like did not have much of a budget they couldn't have other sets so they would just do like the main apartment and then like a stairwell or something yeah. like that or the hallway or the basement yeah stuff like that but it would just be you know a, a piece of wood behind them or whatever yeah. uh, but I think it's really cool because it just goes to show that you don't have to have like these crazy sets or anything like you can write a really interesting story that takes place all in one, in room. one room because yeah. these characters just kept going like in and out and in and out of these rooms and out of the apartment and and the story was interesting enough that it kept going and, and you just have to have good writing to make it you know flow yeah smooth all right what song does ross sing to emma to get her to stop crying thong song walk this way sweet child of mine baby got back baby got back yes what toy is always on joey and chandler's door a slinky, an Etch-a-Sketch, a, a Wooly-Willy, a Magna-Doodle. I want to say an Etch-a-Sketch. Etch but, or is it Magna... I, I don't, don't know, know what, what a Magna-Doodle is, but it's the board that they wrote. Ah, uh, it's a Magna-Doodle. Whatever. Okay, but we knew that they wrote on it, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Where did the chick and the duck come from? They were a gift from one of Chandler's girlfriends. Joey buys Chandler a chick, and Chandler then buys the duck. Joey takes them home after filming a, filming a PETA commercial. Joey found them outside a pet store. I think it's Joey buys Chandler the... No, wait, JK. Joey buys Chandler the chick, chick and, and then, Chandler buys the, the duck. duck. Yeah. Because then he takes take it, it back, and he's like, well, they were going to kill it. And then he, the duck quacks, and he's yeah. like, and one other thing. Yeah. <laughs> Whose pizza did the girls get by accident in season one? Tom Cruise's, John F. Kennedy Jr.'s, Ethan Hawke's, George Stephanopoulos. George I want to say Steph just George, George Stephanopoulos. Stephanopoulos. Yeah. Which I still don't know who that is, like, famous-wise. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Let's look it George, up. George. Uh, that's... That's okay. <laughs> Steph. Uh, former White House communications director. Oh, okay. I feel cool. like that's not super... Famous. Well, he was probably famous at that time. Yeah, that's true. Who uh, is he the coordinator for? Uh... I don't know. I mean, he was born in the '60s, so I mean, he, I mean, he was like 30 when the show was happening, so like he probably was in the White House at that time. 
Yeah, very true. Well, either way, I also think that he's just famous. He was the White House uh, coordinator, uh, which means, you know, he was on TV a lot. And, you know, he's handsome looking. So I'm sure he was, anytime there's, like, a relatively attractive politician, people go crazy. Yeah. Because most of them are, like, wrinkly old men. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sure he got a little bit of fame just for that. All right. Uh, which friend has only nine toes? Chandler, Rosh, Phoebe, Joy. Chandler. Chandler. I always forget about that. Yeah. I would say, like, nine and a half. Cause like it only was the That's tip, one of my so least like, favorite episodes. Yeah, that is my least. Where the flashback to yeah. when he gets it cut off. Yeah. yeah. Where did Phoebe's boyfriend David move? Minsk, Siberia, Prague, Warsaw. Minsk. Minsk. What is the name of Chandler's dad's Vegas burlesque <laughs> show? Uh, Viva Las Vegas, Thunder from Down Under, The Full Monty, It's Raining Men. Thunder Viva. from Down Under would be good too, but it's Viva I mean, Las Vegas. Yeah. I feel like this one's better. Yeah, oh, definitely. <laughs> Viva Las Vegas, unfortunately. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> How did Ross and Emily meet? She was his grad student. She met Joey while acting in the same play. She worked with Phoebe at a craft store. She was related to Rachel's boss. Related, related to, to Rachel's, Rachel's boss. boss. Okay. Wow. <laughs> What was the Friends theme song originally supposed to be? With a little help from my friends, sing Shiny Happy People, Don't Worry Be Happy, Lean On Me. I want to say with a little help from I was going to say, I assume with a little help from my friends. Really? Oh. It's, I'll be, uh, it was go supposed up? to be Shiny, Shiny Happy, Happy People, People by R.E.M. Wow. Huh, I didn't know that. What does Joey name his boat? Rosita, Bandler, Bandler <laughs> Ching, The Chicken, The Duck, Mr. Beaumont. The Mr. Beaumont. Yeah. Who speaks the last ever line on Friends? Monica, Ross, Chandler, Joey. Um, it's M Monica, I think. I want to say Joey because do are they counting when like they're picking up the the stroller and like whatever is the last scene? I'm gonna say Joey. Oh, okay. Chandler. It was Chandler. After Monica Chandler packed up the suburbs, Monica notes that they've got. Some oh line. yeah, and he goes, "Sure, where?" where? Ha, and then that's ha, ha. the last laugh. Cute. Wow. Okay. Well, I think we only we got two wrong. Yeah. But we learned lots. Oh, also fun fact to wrap up that friends quiz is it was originally going to be called Insomnia Cafe. Yeah. Um, but I I love Central Perk. Like I'm so glad they changed the name. Yeah. And I'm also glad that I don't know, the T V show doesn't it even though they do spend like seventy percent of their time I, I at feel the like cafe. In order for it to be called Insomnia Cafe, you need to have it take place in the cafe like constantly. Constantly. And yeah. I just feel like you can't do too and, much with that. And it's just more it's more about the friends. And granted they do spend a lot of time in the cafe. Yeah. But I don't know, I wouldn't even if it was Central Perk, like and that was the name, I wouldn't want them to name the show after, after that. Cafe, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I'm pleased with the change. Yeah. Well, I think that does it for our episode. Our Thank first you for episode joining of me. The Youngins, yes, that is our title, I think, hopefully. Yes, we're we're number three and four out of four, so yeah. we are the Youngins gang. So, uh... Thank uh, you for joining us, and, uh... We'll see you next episode. Bye.